This one goes out to the conscious entrepreneurs here to make a difference in a big way. Welcome to the Heart, Soul, and Guts podcast. You've got the vision. You've heard the call. The world needs what you have to give, and you're ready to show up. Exactly how that's going to happen, that part's not so clear. Dreaming it and living it, two very different things. Deep breath, sister, you're in the right place. Amy Biondini is crazy about people and about business, and she's here to help you. It's time to get out of stuck and into action aligned with your soul. Are you ready? Here's Amy. Kelly Cooper helps women go from stress to soulful through connecting with their inner goddess. Kelly is devoted to living authentically and vulnerably, fully embracing her wild warrior. She feels most grounded being surrounded by nature and is deeply inspired by Mother Earth. Kelly mixes beautiful spiritual practices with a playful energy in all that she creates. Kelly, my love, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. Let's dive right in and let everyone get to know you a little bit. Why don't you go ahead and give me the Cliff Notes version of your life? Well, I have a background in public health, and it was kind of through working in the field of public health that I discovered life coaching. I was working with a coach on a leadership development program, and it was really through learning the content that we were teaching that I really had my own personal transformation, the journey really begin. And it was through that that I realized I was changing so much. I wanted to share my experience with other people. And I mean, it was kind of like I was so overwhelmed with all the change going on. And it was so amazing. It began, I just started talking about it with everybody, things I was experiencing, new things I was learning. And one thing led to the next. And I felt very called to bring more of coaching into my life and energy healing. And a few years ago, I fully stepped into this role. And now I'm a coach. And something I really love doing is holding space for women to really connect to all parts of themselves. So mainly their feminine energy. A few years ago, I had no clue what feminine energy was. And the process, the journey of discovering that has really allowed me to grow in beautiful ways and just show up to my life so differently. So that's kind of where I'm at today, just really enjoying this journey and really growing my business in many different ways. Beautiful. I love that. So kind of those listening who are so familiar with feminine energy, can you tell us a little bit more about what that means and what is that? Yeah. Yeah. And this is something a few years ago, I had no idea. I mean, this was, I never used this word. It really didn't mean anything to me. And so to me, the way that I connect with feminine energy, and when I think of the word, I think of really living in a way that allows me to honor myself and feel in this state of flow as much as possible. So what that looks like is, you know, if I am really feeling tired, I allow my body to have as much rest as it desires. So even if that means that maybe I had some things on my calendar, I allow myself permission to clear my calendar. And so that's just kind of one way that when you're really honoring yourself, really feeling connected to your feminine energy, you make choices that feel really good that feel good in your body. 
And then kind of the bigger picture is you connect with your body in such a way that she kind of leads you. So if you're asked to do something, you check in with your body and see what that feels like. Am I excited inside? Okay, if I am, that's a yes. If I am asked to do something and I feel just, I can just feel like this, my stomach kind of is getting into knots or I'm just starting to worry about all these things. How is this going to go? That's usually a no. It's usually a no. So really living and being connected with your feminine energy is really just feeling into your body and making your choices from there. That makes sense. I'm intrigued as to how that works with growing a business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is definitely, it puts it completely, it sheds a new light on all of it. Mm -hmm. So what that looks like is for me really finding my flow as to when I love to create. So something that I've discovered recently is I used to try to write in the morning. So if I'm trying to just write a blog or an email or create a program, I was finding myself spending time in the morning to do these things. And what I learned is I actually love doing, I have such a different experience when I write at night. And it's very specific. It's actually like when my husband goes to bed and my dog, I'm downstairs alone. It's quiet. The moon is out. That's when I just have found I love to write. So I think in your business, the way that you can kind of really show up in your feminine as your feminine self is exploring different things. And then once you find something that feels really, really good, it doesn't have to make sense. You just go for it. And you just, you do that and you just embrace it. Okay. I love that. So it's kind of finding your natural rhythm, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. How do you balance that with the masculine energy? <laughs> so kind of when I started sharing my journey, you know, I worked in public health. I like to start from there. That was actually when I was living 100% in my masculine. I was very much about packing my calendar. So I had no free time. I was always on the go. It was like I was never doing enough. I had to do so much all the time. And so for me, when I started my business, because I had transitioned so much from from it was easy for me to show up in my life as my feminine self, but then work, I was still reverting back to those patterns of showing up as my masculine self. So I definitely fumbled a lot and had to learn. And what that looked like was me being in my feminine, solely in my feminine for a while until I felt like I could slowly start introducing that masculine energy back in. And I also like monitor my moon phases. So I really tune into that and feel I kind of track when my body, you know, is going through that phase, that natural rhythm where I feel very powerful. And that's when I tend to focus on some things that might be a little more masculine, like, you know, just working under deadlines or really creating, like putting everything together, not just creating something, but like tying it all up and ready to you know, share it with the world. Mm -hmm. And another way that I've embraced that is my to-do lists or things I wanted to accomplish in a day used to maybe have like 20, 30 items, completely undoable. Mm -hmm. Now, so a balance of the masculine and the feminine in my business is I really pick two or three things that I absolutely would love to get done that day. And that's it. And there are things that I want to do 
that would really help me in some ways, offer me support. And I commit to doing those. And so it doesn't feel overwhelming at all. I love this, Kelly. And even as you're saying this, I'm thinking, but I've got so much on my to-do list. <laughs> I, like, I need to do it all. But you're right. Yes, it becomes, it's undoable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wanted to share that I still find myself too, like going crazy and it's like writing on my to-do list and it's like, whoa, 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 wait, do we really need to do this right now? Or is there some part of me that just feels like I want to get this done? And I also have to check in because sometimes I put things on my to-do list because I'm avoiding, like maybe they're the little things that I know I can get done and I'll feel really productive, but maybe the other things are a little bit bigger and they maybe don't seem as you know, clearly defined for me to like finish. So it might be a little more ambiguous and a little more daunting. So I'll find myself naturally wanting to gravitate towards the things that feel safe and easy. So I also have to check in with that. Like, am I just focusing on doing these things to kind of keep busy or what's like my real intention here? I find that helps me sometimes. Yeah, that's such a good point. It's so easy for us to kind of fill up on the busy work. (laughs) Yeah. And not going to get to the meat of what needs to get done. I can so relate to that. I Mm -hmm. I actually was doing something yesterday and I dedicated the whole day to doing this one task. And it it felt so good Mm -hmm. to be completely focused. It was like the day before my to-do list was like pages long. Mm -hmm. And it was just looking at it and I'm tired. Whereas yesterday, I was like, okay, I've got one thing to do. I like this. This is different, but I like it. And I got it done and I felt really good that I got it done. Yeah. And I feel I have the same experience. It's almost like when you create enough space to really focus on one thing and you're really not distracted. And sometimes I need to turn off my phone, whatever it is. Like I really have to support myself with Mm. having a distraction free environment. Maybe, you know, light some candles, put on some music, dance a little, whatever it is, and just really give my full self to whatever I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's interesting as well, because I can so relate to that. And I think it sounds like such an amazing way to do business. And I think it's really kind of countercultural. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think so. You know, because there's so much noise about things that we should be doing and kind of more things to learn and webinars and challenges and more and more and more and more. And it can become just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I can really see how kind of maybe going back into that feminine energy could be so powerful. Yeah. And that's something it's so easy for me to get into that space of overwhelm and it's somewhere I don't desire to be at all. Mm -hmm. So I feel really protective over my time when, if I feel like I am drifting into that overwhelm, just really doing a reset and a pause, whatever I can to just get focused again and really remind myself that what I'm doing is enough, that this is beautiful what I'm doing and, you know, just allow that space for myself. Mm-hmm. What does a reset look like for you? Mm. Well, usually my favorite kind of reset is being out in nature. Mm-hmm. I can just go outside and right now I'm lucky that I live pretty much in a forest and it's pretty cold out and the air is so fresh, fresh mountain air. So I can just go outside and take a few deep breaths and just look around at all the trees, the, the blue sky. And I'm just, it helps me just remember that I'm part of this like huge universe and I really get a choice. I really get to choose how I feel in every moment. And so I think the reset for me is about grounding Mm -hmm. because when I feel really overwhelmed, it feels like I'm everywhere. Mm -hmm. And when I can just pause, slow down, reset, 
connect back with myself, it just feels really good. And I'm not overwhelmed anymore. So you spoke earlier about also about your coaching, but also about energy healing. So is that kind of, mm-hmm. are they entwined? How do they kind of work together? Yeah. So when I, when I started learning about, and I don't even know the right term to encompass all of that. I sometimes I just say this other world. So <laughs> I was just very much in like, I guess, a traditional world before. So I didn't really practice several of the things I practice now, like affirmations or shifting my mindset, connecting with my energy. So when I was introduced to this other world, really learning that I am the creator of my own life, learning about energy was something that I enjoyed so much. I like couldn't get enough of it. And learning how everything is energy and tuning into your own energy and just knowing that you can do certain practices to change your energy was just mind blowing for me. And then actually experiencing it was such a gift. So I felt really called to explore more of that. And I did a few trainings and I just decided that I didn't really desire to continue to go down that path. Instead, what I did was just start making up, like start creating my own energy practices. And so I definitely now infuse that in different ways through everything I do through my coaching and through my live events. And that's something I practice all the time. Like even if it's something, even dancing and putting on music that completely shifts our energy. And so kind of how I'm connected with, I guess, energy healing. I'm open. I love energy healing practitioners. I've received Reiki before. I think that's a beautiful practice. I practice tapping. So I love that as well. So I definitely have a deep sense of appreciation for energy healing practices. Mm-hmm. I love that. Do you have any particular practices that you'd like to share with us? There's the things that we can do to shift our energy. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So as women, we tend to have some energy blocks in our root chakra mm-hmm. as well as our throat chakra. So our root chakra is really about feeling like we belong. And so maybe it's when we start feeling like an outsider or just feelings like that. And then our throat being blocked can feel like we don't really speak our truth. So we don't say things when we want to, or if we're asked to maybe share or contribute our thoughts, maybe it feels really uncomfortable. So that's what it can feel like when our root and our throat chakras are blocked. So what I like to do is to open up my root chakra and to really clear that energy, which then is, you know, all of our power and our magic. What I like to do is literally stomp around. So you're stomping your feet into the ground. Okay. And that just that is starting to wake you up that movement, that power connecting. And then you say the mantra, I am here. And so if you stomp around your house (laughs) and you say, I am here as loudly as you want, as many times as you want, you will feel an opening. You will feel a shift in your energy. And then what I do after that is to open up my throat chakra. I put my head back so that my throat literally feels open. And sometimes just from that, I can feel this like movement of energy in my throat. So I put my head back and then I imagine 
well, my heart chakra too, this green light just kind of flooding out. And then I will chant of some sort. I usually just will make any noise that feels good, almost like an ohm kind mm -hmm. of chant. And I'll just chant a few times. And then to really bring it all together, I have a drum. And so after that, I'll just bang on my drum a little bit and chant. And at this point, I'll be stomping around a little bit, moving my shoulders. My whole body will be moving along and I'll just feel really open. And so that helps me completely clear my energy, shift it around and just really make me feel alive and awake. I love that. So I'm having visions of everyone kind of at home listening to this, just running around the house, like stomping and shouting out, I am here. I love it. Yes. I, love yes. I want to share, if you don't have a drum, you can always hit, you can always play the drum on your stomach. You can really play it on any part of your body, your arm, your leg. I like to play it on my stomach. So I'll just gently tap my stomach and it feels good because then you kind of just dance with yourself and it's like your own music. That's why I love it. Mm, beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Kelly. Mm -hmm. It sounds to me like a lot around kind of feminine energy and kind of energy healing. It sounds intrinsically linked to kind of taking care of yourself and nourishing yourself. So I'm really curious from your perspective on self-care. Yes. Yeah, I feel like you just tied it all together so beautifully. I would definitely say that for me, tapping into my feminine energy is me practicing self-care every day. Because for me, self-care and self-love are very synonymous. And I feel like I really care for myself when I really meet my needs and honor my needs. I'm really loving myself and I feel so connected. And sometimes, honestly, I think that that's kind of what I wake up to do every day. And I hope everybody feels this way in some way that like I wake up every day to just take care of myself, you know, <laughs> to just really tune in with myself and Notice how I'm feeling. Notice what my body feels like. Notice where my mind's going. And again, you know, when I say that I was living more in my masculine energy, everything I've just described are things I never even thought about once throughout the day. Mm -hmm. It was always outside stuff. It was always what everyone else was doing, what everyone else was thinking, what everyone else was saying, mm -hmm. what everyone else thought I should do. So yeah, I think that self-care is all about the inward, just caring for everything that you are, like everything in, you know, throughout your whole body, your complete whole self. So for me, yeah, practicing self-care is really honoring my feminine energy and accepting it wherever it is and doing what I can, all my practices to honor that, whatever it looks like, you know, each day. Mm-hmm. So something that you said that I think, you know, everyone can relate to so, so well is that when you were in your masculine, it was more about the external world. And mm -hmm. I kind of had this vision of kind of just the outside world just like crowding, crowding you. So you mm. couldn't even like hear, mm. like hear what you wanted and kind of balance what you needed. So I'm wondering if there's anything that you would advise or recommend as a good kind of first step to kind of carving out some space so we can hear and we check in with ourselves if it's maybe newer to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I wish I knew this years ago. I wish I had learned this. <laughs> I think for me, it was about wanting approval. Mm. So I was constantly looking. So I think if I can think of a good place to start honoring yourself, it would be, I think what it would be is this, is just asking yourself each day, well, what do you think? You know, because I remember I would just hear all these things and whatever people said about me, that's who I was. 
And if someone said I was good at this, then I was good at that. And if someone said I was bad at this, then I was bad at that. If someone said, you shouldn't do this, then I was like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't do that. Who am I? So I think the way that the inward journey can really start is just by constantly asking yourself, well, what do I think? And then almost, well, what do I want? What's important to me? So if someone says, you know, you're not really good at that. And now I know, okay, that's their opinion of that. That's their opinion of what maybe being good at, you know, being good at something looks like. And maybe they don't see that in me. That doesn't mean that I'm not good at that. What does being good at that maybe mean to me? Or, and I actually don't even like the words good or bad because I, I think they're, I think they're totally irrelevant. It's based on somebody's personal experience. So yeah, I think it's just asking that and then always remembering that, you know, for me, this was very much tied into comparison. Mm-hmm. I think I used to live in like a comparison world as well. So I was always like, oh, she can do that better. He can do that. And so what I practice now is everybody does it differently. There's not one way to do it. It's all beautiful. And different people are going to connect with different ways. And so it's actually a gift that we all do things differently. Whereas before I used to look at it like it was almost like a standard that I thought maybe someone did something a certain way. And if I couldn't do it the same way, then I wasn't quote good enough. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I think shifting all of that and really transitioning from living your life outside of yourself to living your life with yourself mm-hmm. is really just constantly asking yourself, what do I think? What do I want? How do I want to feel? What's important to me? And then when the comparison stuff comes up and muddles it all up, just remind yourself that it's all beautiful. We're all different. And that's our gift. And really to just celebrate whoever you are, whatever that looks like, that you are a beautiful gift. And, well, I can keep going on this. Because <laughs> <laughs> really, I think that's my whole message of what I love to share, because that was my journey. Mm-hmm. You know, just being you. Like, every day, I just try to be me. And to know that whoever I am is beautiful. I am more than enough. I am loved. And it's okay. Not everyone's going to like me. Not everyone's going to love me. That's okay. And you know what? I'm not going to like and love everyone either. I'll absolutely wish them the best, but just be you and be surround yourself with things that feel really good, starting with your own love, but also being really selective of the people, the energy, everything you allow in your life. I love that. Beautiful. Is there a particular kind of quote or mantra that you live by as kind of a guide? I think I'm a quote junkie. (laughs) (laughs) My phone is like filled with quotes. Every time I go on like Instagram or Facebook, that's one of the reasons I love social media. I I find a lot of inspiration there. I'm constantly saving quotes or I'm listening to music and I'm hearing lyrics or I'm reading a book and I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. I guess something I really have connected with just the past few days Our mutual beautiful friend Amanda Johnson just launched her new show and the song that she chose for the opening is I Am Light by India Irie. And I listened to that song and it just really did something to me. And so I've been listening to that song a lot and really just saying the mantra, I am light. And just feels really, really good. It feels like it's a beautiful way to honor who I am. 
And so I'd love to just share that with anyone who feels called right now. Just celebrate your light and just to always remember that you are light. No matter what you're experiencing, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what emotion is passing through you, you are always a beautiful, bright light. And even in our darkest moments, we still have this beautiful light. That's just my latest. And then, yeah, quotes, I, like I said, I'm a total, I get inspired very easily. So. <laughs> well, that was beautiful, Kelly. Absolutely beautiful. Are there any particular resources that you can recommend or share? I really love Louise Hay. She's like the godmother of affirmations. And I love her work. has beautiful resources. She has apps. I've used her meditations for self-esteem. Beginning of my journey, that was beautiful. You listened to it for 21 days, really to rewire some pathways in your brain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have her affirmation calendar. That's probably more in ritual, her books. And I guess this isn't necessarily like a resource per se, but in a way it is. I really recommend that everybody go to a live event. And if you can find a live event, like a woman's circle, it is so powerful to sit in circle with women and to just open your hearts and to be in a sacred, safe space to hear other women share their truths and for you to witness it. Because what happens is when we are live with people, we feel their energy in a whole nother way. And then we rise, we feel this collective power. And so without even doing anything, we're tapping into this strength and beauty. So I guess in a way that's a resource. I just think that magic will happen for you if you allow yourself to join a woman's circle or for men to a men's circle and just get to experience experience your fellow brothers and sisters <laughs> <laughs> indeed <laughs> so tell me just as we wrap what magic is going on in your life and your business right now that you're, it's exciting you well something that's actually really brand new i haven't really shared this with many people yet is that i am now going to be working out of a new physical space so i found this gorgeous yoga pilates massage acupuncture studio by my house and I did a live event there last month and it was just such a gorgeous place. I feel like a goddess when I walk in there. And so they traditionally have space, private rooms that they rent out to massage therapists and acupuncturists. Mm -hmm. And I had asked if they would consider allowing me to rent out some space and they said yes. So now I actually, because I traditionally work out in my home or coffee shops or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to actually have new space and I'm really excited for that. And I think it's a beautiful gift because there's so many women who come to this studio. And so, and that's something I'd always found a little challenging how to market what I do and just let people know that I'm here. And so this just feels so good because I'm going to be in a space where a lot of women and men just move through. And so I'm really, really excited about that. So that's something really big for me and something new. And I'm really grateful. Sounds amazing, Kelly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, now everyone's got to know you a little bit. How can they stay in touch and find yeah. out more? Yeah. So my website, everyone is welcome to go check out my website. 
And that is my website, the virtual home is located at kellylynn.com. And there's two E's in there. So it's K-E-L-L-E-Y-L-Y-N-N-E.com. And you can always email me at info at kellylynn.com as well. And I'd love to hear from you and connect with you. Beautiful. Kelly, it's been such a gift talking to you today. Thank you so much. Mm, Thank you, Amy. I'm so grateful. Thanks for listening, gorgeous. Love what you heard? Leave a review on iTunes because that helps people find the show. Then get your sweet self over to heartsoulandguts.com and join the convo. And by the way, thanks for being you because the world needs more dreamers who get stuff done.